Welcome everyone to another episode of The Mission Daily. I'm your host, Chad Grills. I'm the CEO of The Mission. I'm joined by the one and only Ann Faison, CCO of The Mission. What's up, man? Nothing much, my friend. It's been uh, it's been too long since we last spoke it on has this been, podcast. It has been too long. It was uh, a good weekend, though, for you? Yeah, it was, it was great. And I'm glad that Stephanie was able to hold the <laughs> fort in my absence. She's much better at holding the fort than I am. I'm more of playing in the fort. That's, uh, somebody's got to play, though. That's true. You have fun, but you get it done, and good things happen. <laughs> I should, before we get into the episode, Stephanie, every single time we go to record, says one thing and one thing only to Chad and I, and that is have fun and get it done. And get it done is heavily emphasized, though, because yeah. we, like all good creatives, have a tendency to procrastinate sometimes, which brings us to an author who advocates procrastination as a tool that he's used to make a lot of decisions in his own life. He actually thinks that procrastination is a sign of your soul rebelling against entrapment. Those are his words. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. They are. And I think the interesting thing about procrastination is we always associate it with being something that's like bad or a negative thing. Uh, But sometimes it's something that uh, might be keeping us safe, might be helping us think a little bit more deeply about a topic before we take a dive. And that brings us to today's episode and the author we just talked about. Today's episode is about skin in the game. And so if you hear that phrase, maybe you're familiar with the book, with the author. The author is Nassim Taleb. The book is, of course, skin in the game. And this is a deep dive into how to use and apply some of the principles from the book in your own life. And for this episode, we are going to do our typical The Mission Daily podcast episode, a little under bit. 20 minutes or so. But if you want to go deeper into the actual book skin in the game, we did our first episode of the Mission Book Club. Which is exciting. We had 500 members out of nowhere uh, join up for the book club. It's incredible. Yeah, which Not is out amazing. Of nowhere. There's, there's a bunch of uh, fans out there, but thank you so much for joining. And so we did a live episode of, uh, or a live book club meeting online on the digitals uh, with everyone in the book club. And we're going to publish that as a bonus episode in the Mission Daily podcast. And keep a lookout for our next book, which we're not going to reveal yet. But we're going to do another book here very soon for the Mission Book Club. And we will reveal the next book in, I think, a week or so, because we do a new one every two weeks in the book club. So the interesting thing about Nassim Taleb is he's a person who put a lot of his own skin in the game, meaning he took personal risks for the things that he believed. So he is, uh, his family's uh, obviously like an immigrant family that came over here and he witnessed his own family members going through a civil war back home, essentially. So he has family stories of, uh, I believe it's his father, basically got shot in the back at a police checkpoint, walked back to the car, got in the car and then drove through the checkpoint after the police officer shot him just because it was a matter of pride, of toughness, of showing that you might be a tyrant, you might shoot me, but... I'm still going to uh, operate. I'm going to operate like this is how I want it to be. And I'm literally going to say, I don't care that you shot me. I'm just going to go about my business. I didn't Um, know that. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, But that's a testament to where Nassim Taleb is coming from. So he's coming from a place of he's seen horrible things and he is really fighting to take a humanist stance. So he's putting humans uh, first in the world again. And a lot of his philosophies in the book are... How do we take ideas like individuality and a lot of the wonderful parts of philosophy and how do we then venture out into the world? 
because it's easy to, to recognize that, okay, we can't focus on everyone else first. We need to focus on improving things in our own neck of the woods. But after we get that down and after we start mastering ourselves, what are some principles and some mental models that we can use when venturing out into the real world to use for decision-making, protecting ourselves, that type of thing? And so what's cool about Nassim Taleb is that he is a best-selling author, obviously, but this is kind of like each book in this kind of like series from what he said is that it kind of builds on the ideas from the other ones. Yeah. And this is, uh, th- this was brand new to me. I'd never encountered it before. And skin in the game was something that I'd never really studied in school or, or really anything like that. And so for me, it was, it was pretty eye opening in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that he looks at like your responsibility and these two, um, these two things that are at, odds with each other a lot of times, which is uh, having courage and the ability to um, have risk and in a, in a new way that that I found pretty fascinating. So what is skin in the game, Chad? So skin in the game is the idea that you or anybody has a certain amount of personal risk they're taking for the decisions they're making. So if you are making an investment and you have 100% of your net worth in that investment, you have a lot of skin in the game in in that investment. Conversely, if you are online advocating that a bunch of other people get into this investment that you have 0.00001% of your net worth in, like so many people are doing with Bitcoin right now, you have a low amount of skin in the game. Oh, got it. And you're letting other people take risks for what, you know, you have a, a chance of reward there, but you're generally trying to push the risk onto other people. And in our modern world, that's the big problem we have is there's so many large corporations and large systems where people have become very good at transferring the risk to other people instead of personally taking the risk. So we see this when politicians want to start wars or uh, people in the finance industry want to get the general public or pension funds investing in 100%. Yeah. You're saying like, hey, you should give me, you know, you should give 10,000 of your, you know, life savings to this penny stock so that I can make an extra buck. And he was a trader. Yes. So this and then, is obviously. And then to riff on the penny stock example, a great example of that is you see whether it's the message boards or people telling you that you should or you shouldn't invest. And then if you look at the uh, CEO and the management of that publicly traded company, the question you want to ask is how much of the stock did they own when they get a chance to purchase stock? Are they buying it? Are they selling it? How much skin in the game do they have? And that's a great question to, you know, to ask yourself. If you have a guy like Elon Musk, who is putting literally all of his net worth into as many of his own ventures as he can, that's a, a person who's putting a ton of skin in the game into every single investment. Well, and one of the things that he talks about, or that is, you know, really important to the idea of skin in the game is what will lead you to ruin, right? Yes. And that's what he is really, really a staunch advocate for avoiding. So it's not online. It's There's a whole culture that glorifies failure and you want to just keep failing and failing and failing or every failure is great. No, that's not the case. And what Taleb is really rallying for is how do you make better choices so you fail small, but how do you protect yourself from total ruin? And I think that's something that is not discussed and it's certainly not taught. Um, so he has a lot of great ideas in here to help protect the downside of like total ruin. And he talks about on the cover of the book, for the listeners that can't see this, there is a barbell where there's a set of weights and on one side it's loaded up with weights and on the other side there's just one weight. And that is the 
you know, it's from his barbell strategy that he always talks about where you want to be, have a lot of conservative investments, but you also want to have a portion of your investments that are very volatile and subject to huge upside. And so I think one of the key parts of this is asymmetry and symmetry. Um, it's, you know, it's called hidden asymmetries in daily life. So what is this idea of asymmetry and how is he kind of like using this to show what skin in the game is? So that idea is just, uh, it's a great uh, thought experiment for anybody who's thinking about making a decision. So if you're entering a situation that is very symmetrical, where both sides of the situation have perfect information, it's obviously going to be a very rare instance and very rare occurrence. What happens most times when you're making decisions in life, you have a situation that's very asymmetrical in terms of who has more decision. When you're going into a situation in an industry that, say, doesn't have publicly facing reviews, like a lot of like higher education institutions don't have publicly facing reviews. And meanwhile, this is like a massive financial investment that students are paying tens of thousands, sometimes parents are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for, and there's no student reviews about what they just bought. That's an instance where the asymmetry of information is so high that you might want to think very, very long and hard about making that decision. Uh, Conversely, if you're going to a Yelp restaurant where there are 5,000 reviews and 4.9, you know, 4.9 stars or whatever the case is, that's a very symmetrical situation where you know pretty much exactly what you're getting. Okay, so before we go into our favorite, one of our favorite quotes from the book, we want to give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Audible. Audible is the exclusive sponsor of the Mission Daily. They are our launch partner and they're helping support independent media. So when you go to audible.com slash the mission, you can get a free audiobook, whether it's Skin in the Game or any one of Taleb's other books. I highly recommend all of them for a couple different reasons. Number one is risk and anxiety are something that they're always going to be present. And Nassim's writing is not just going to help you overcome those feelings of anxiousness, but it's going to give you practical ideas to implement so you're not going to have to feel anxious all the time because you know you're taking the right steps from somebody who is not just an expert at math, but is a demonstrated expert in the real world, uh, in the market, uh, in the world of risk-taking. So audible.com slash the mission, get your free audiobook today, or you can text the mission to 500-500. And when you do, get a free audiobook, whether it's from Nassim Taleb or any one of the authors that we're talking about. Uh, Audible is the best place where you can buy something that improves your life. So a great example of this is when I'm doing things, when I'm doing the dishes, going to the gym, I can listen to audiobooks. And it sounds small. It sounds inconsequential. Like, oh, yeah, of course I know this. Like, everybody knows this. But if you do it, it's something that builds up and gets easier and easier over time. Chad does this all the time. I walk into the office and he has his headphones on and he's doing something and he has like Listerine in his mouth or whatever, or oil or <laughs> coconut oil or whatever he's oil doing. Pulling. You got, yeah, you he's, he's doing oil pulling. There's a decent study from uh, India that shows sesame oil pulling actually reduced cavities. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's a subject for another day. But no, it's, but it's, a, it's a great, it's, and it's something that is part of his routine that he listens to uh, audiobooks on audible and he does his oil pulling while he's doing his chores. And something else that's really cool, if you buy the Kindle version, you can actually get the Kindle version for, it's usually like $5 off, $6 off, something like that. So if you buy the Audible version and then get the Kindle version, uh, there's something called WhisperSync, which actually syncs up the books. It's 
yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so, so you don't lose your place. You don't lose your place. And it's, uh, yeah, it's an amazing read. So yeah. get the book and help support the mission today. Yeah. Check it out. Thanks to Audible. And now let's get into one of our favorite quotes. Those who talk should do, and only those who do should talk. Yes. And it might sound a little confusing because I just said it all weird, but it's the idea that his philosophy is that it is the doers that should be doing um, the, the teaching, talking. the talking. Yeah. And Taleb is famous for popularizing a phrase that too many academics are essentially lecturing birds on how to fly. And that's a great way of summing up a lot of the, uh, yeah, the principles and things that he's talking about. And that example is uh, important to point out. Like, so if you're talking about medicine, it's very obvious that you want a doctor that has done a lot of practice. But when you're in business, you don't necessarily, there's, there's very asymmetrical information in terms of how much experience does the person you're working with actually have? That's very hard to figure out. And the only way that you can figure it out in business, in the real world, in trade, in any type of commerce is through doing. There's going to be local pieces of information, insights, and like we talked about earlier, secrets that you can find out when you're on the frontiers of the doing. And the people who are on the frontiers of what is actually going on, so not the people who paid to talk about it or get paid to cover it in the media, but the people who are in the trenches every single day are actually the ones who are best suited to uh, talk about it, to dictate the terms of the conversation. So, so I have something interesting about this that I was thinking about with Skin in the Game. One of the common things this is a football analogy, so stay, stick with me. So it's really interesting is that there's some, uh, there's some players that are really good analysts, and then there's kind of like this um, kind of backlash a lot of times about some of the like coaches who never played, right? But the idea is though that it might be true that they didn't play, but they have experience coaching. And because they have experience like creating plays and doing all that stuff, they can still be really successful later on as a commentator because they they saw those things. Whereas I think a lot of times when you have the strictly the like bloggers or writers or things like that, and we're a media company, so we can definitely say this stuff. But uh, but when you have the people who have never played or coached or really been in the arena. Just a quick side note. Every single, it's interesting though, how every single executive and like co-founder and, and person on the team in a full-time capacity has worked in multiple industries and in huge bureaucratic organizations and on the front lines doing some of like the most hardcore direct sales, knocking on oh, doors, yeah, totally, yeah. everything. So I think that's like a really interesting side note. And the oscillation between the two is where you get really exciting, dynamic uh, organizations. But I think that it, it's something that like in, in football or sports or, or whatever it is that like when you see the pundits, you know, just like talking at each other over and over and over again, it's not interesting for anyone because they're like, this is just punditry, right? But when it's actually someone who is out there doing it, who can inform like, hey, this is what it was like it's to Isaiah, guard Jerry Rice or Isaiah whatever Thomas or Steve Kerr is talking about the, you know, the finals game. You instantly are, you know, recalling back to their own finals days or whatever the case is. Yeah, exactly. Is. And at it's least so, they're bringing something. It's so much better. And, that, and that's really interesting because that is a very graceful way of moving through a field and an industry where your experiences over time lend themselves to better careers and better uh, decisions where so many of the people that Taleb, obviously, he's not very... Uh, coy about this that he obviously doesn't like um, because they're hurting other people like there's a very strong reason that he doesn't like that um, so many of those people have stayed in one type of industry in one very limited capacity so typically like regulation or banking or finance uh, sometimes you might see like a revolving door where some folks at the top hedge fund or top bank uh, work for the sec for a couple of years and then go back uh, to 
you know, the hedge fund world. And Taleb is rallying against that um, because of all the things that you mentioned, like the best decisions are not going to get made by the people who are both writing the laws and playing the game. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's so obvious when we say it here, but a lot of the uh, principles in the book that Taleb uses pave the way for creating that type of world. So we all recognize the problems that are going on. And the central point, if we can distill all of this into one phrase, or as Taleb likes to say, a maxim or aphorism that you can remember that is a, a rallying call and points the way, is kind of a compass to the type of decisions you can make to get a better world, to start creating that each day. Um, that quote is, courage is the only virtue you can't fake. So that's what I really want to leave everyone with and then offer a challenge. Like we see whistleblowers in the news and, you know, being a whistleblower, we talked about this in the book club at length, isn't always the right answer. Like you don't always want to be the obnoxious person that thinks they understand everything about a situation and is going to dox people or get people fired or make this huge stir. But there is a way that you can exercise courage at a local level that doesn't get everybody hurt or doesn't cause you know dozens of people to lose their job. Maybe there is, maybe sometimes there isn't. The point is you get to decide and those small you know, instances, opportunities for courage, that's where the action is. And that's where we're going to fix the world at large on a local level. I love it. Okay. So, um, next week or next episode, yeah. uh, it's we're going right to do another really good topic. Um, but before, before we get out of here really quick, do you have anything uh, else you want to share with the audience? Maybe some teasers, some fun stuff that we have coming up? Uh, coming up, just we have way more episodes. We, ha- we have uh, some different show formats. I'll leave it at that. We've got some amazing guests lined up that I'm, I'm very excited about getting on the podcast. Oh, we haven't and- shared that yet. No, we have some shared. really, 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 really fun guests coming up. Haven't shared any of that. And, and what's interesting and exciting about how we're doing guests and interviews here is that, well, you'll have to see. Yeah, let, me, let me leave you with one more quote from Taleb. So English manners were imposed on the middle class as a way of domesticating them, along with instilling in them the fear of breaking the rules and violating social norms. So we're at a place where we've perf- perfected politeness and manners and everything like that. And now the fun gets to begin because each of us can be a a tester, an experimenter to start to push the limits of some of the silliness that stops progress, that stops change uh, and that stops improvement. And the only thing I want to leave with everybody is that you can be way more rude than you think that that you could be. And in actuality, it's going to be far more tamer Um, and you're going to make much more of a difference than you could if you're always worrying about being polite. Yeah, I love it. And listen to the, uh, the book club episode. We'll, we'll publish it as a bonus because we go way, way deeper on a bunch of these topics and it's a, it's a good listen. So thanks so much for tuning in, uh, skin in the game. It's a challenge to look at yourself. How much skin do you have in your own games? And you can use it as a filter for everything else. How much skin in the game do other people have? So protect yourself, survive and uh, find those asymmetries and symmetries. Take care. See you. Hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it.
See you next time.